Welcome to episode seven of the Let's Get Nuts podcast. Today's guest was a 2007 2008 USHL first team All Star, was a 2008 seventh round pick by the Florida Panthers, named to the 2008 2009 NCAA CCHA All Rookie team, and has played 276 regular season and playoff games in the NHL, recording nine goals and 51 points. I'd like to welcome Matt Barkowski. Matt, how's it going? Good. How you doing, buddy? Oh, I'm great. I feel like I'm talking to a Southern Alberta guy. I always, I always felt like you're just like you could. If you told people you were from like foremost Alberta, everyone would. I know you probably have no idea where the hell that is, but it, it, yeah, it's like a small farm town in Southern Alberta, and I feel like you could tell people you were from there, and they would fully believe you. Oh, that sounds perfect. I like Calgary, but around Calgary looked nice too. So South Alberta, just change, just change my accent and drink different beer, and I would have fit right in. I feel like your accent, like you could pass as a farmer for sure. Yeah, maybe I don't know. <laughs> Depends. Are you, catch, are you catching a beer? Or what are you drinking? No, it's some stupid pop that my wife bought. I, I don't even. It's not even a pop. It's this crap. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's it's not... he- it's healthy if you don't want real pop. And I was like, well, sometimes I want real pop. Yeah, <laughs> I, I've got a bad. Yeah, I've been drinking a lot of pop lately. Not good. <laughs> you must be hungover a lot. That's when I want them. Oh yeah, big time. I love pop when I'm hungover. Like yeah, I, that's what... <laughs> a good crisp cold iced tea is like the go-to. Maybe the odd Pepsi here and there too. An orange crush when I'm hungover. Oh, those are good too. I've been. Yeah. Hot on the Orange Crush Slurpees lately. Oh, there's no sugar in that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even know they fucking made those. <laughs> oh. Slurpees. I used to hate them, and now lately I've just been crushing Slurpees. Yeah. <laughs> That's incredible. Oh, fuck. Oh. So, yeah, I guess uh, kind of get into it here, but... Uh, so you grew up in Pittsburgh, not foremost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, just Pittsburgh. So what's the, like, I've never been to Pennsylvania. I have no idea what it's like. What's, like, the landscape like around Pittsburgh? Hilly. Every Anybody from here would say it's hilly. It's not, like, mountains, and it's not flat, so we just call it hilly. Really, eh? Yep. Just hills. Oh, interesting. I I never would have guessed that. I thought it was but just if, if you were from like the plains in like the Midwest or the flat part of Alberta, you would think it's probably like mountainous. I guess. Huh. I, I don't know. It's it's weird. It's just hilly. Interesting. Huh. So what was it like growing up in Pittsburgh? Like, it, obviously, it, hockey probably a little different down there compared to up here. But is Pittsburgh like a pretty big like? Was there a lot of good players around your age or growing up around Pittsburgh? Was there some pretty good players? Because it doesn't really seem like, at least around your age and a little older, like it wasn't really like a hockey bed, right? Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't huge. Uh, it's probably my age group. Uh, a couple years before, where guys kind of started making it a little bit, and uh, and then after me, now there's been a ton. Uh, but like up to my age group and before guys would leave if they were good, just cause it wasn't, it, it's just not, it wasn't that big here. It's mainly a football area. Okay. And so like, yeah, high school football, um, anything like that. It's, it's all football in Western PA. Who, but, sorry, go on. That? 
I was going to say once Mar- once Mario came in, once they drafted Mario, that's when it got big. So you can kind of see when did he got drafted in 84 or something like that. So then like every from that birth year on, that's when it got big in Pittsburgh. Okay. So who's like the big guys like after you, like name wise that like, is there guy? I haven't really looked. Is there guys like in the NHL from Pittsburgh? Yeah. Uh, Trocheck, uh, JT Miller, uh, Brandon Gibson, uh, Brandon Saad. That was like, those are like the big, the big, okay. they called them the big four, or the big five or something like another guy. Uh, Barber was the other guy when they were kids growing up, they're all around the same age within a year. So that was the really big ones. Is it Riley Barber or are you talking yeah. like skill guy, Pavel Barber? Riley, Riley Barber. Okay. Yeah. He was like world junior guy, I think, wasn't he? Didn't he play on their yeah, world? Yeah. So, but yeah. And then a lot of those guys ended up moving away again, just cause it's still, it still wasn't that big, but now it's, it's big enough that people can, can kind of stay here until, um, you know, if they go to the national team or the USHL, but back then guys were leaving their 10 or 12 years old just cause it wasn't big enough. I actually stayed <clears throat> till I was, you know, I graduated high school and everything, but that's pretty rare being from Pittsburgh. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're, if you were playing hockey and you were good enough, you left. I just stayed. <laughs> no, I mean like the graduating high school part. <laughs> yeah. Know? Oh yeah. Like, that's rare. <laughs> no, 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 not to graduate. <laughs> Staying in Pittsburgh and graduating. <laughs> Some of the major junior guys I play with, so I, I don't know if they graduated high school. They might have got the piece of paper, but I don't know. Uh, so. I was going to say, if it's rare, I'd be shocked if you were one of the rare guys that graduated. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it, it, was, it was rare to stay here and graduate. I gotcha, I gotcha, I gotcha. So, like, when you were growing up in Pittsburgh, were you a Penguin fan? Yeah, absolutely. That pens and the uh, Devils, because the okay. Devils in you know the late nineties, early two thousands were a pretty good team. Yeah, and I like Scott Scott watching Scott Stevens. So, Pens or Devils were always my teams. Well, Scott Stevens was like, I mean, I guess like the comparable now, but no one who's like younger would understand. But like, they're no. the only somewhat comparable now because you can't lay hits like that anymore. But no, you can't. Like, It'd be like Truba, maybe. He's like, yeah, that, you know, like, that's the only guy that hits, I guess. At least the hits this year that I've seen, that's the only one that's close to what he used to do. Like, how many careers did that guy end? He had to end like three or four careers for sure. He tried it. I mean, Lindros, that was the, probably the biggest yeah. one. Somehow Korea got up. I don't know how that happened, but <laughs> yeah. he, he should have been done. Was, I, mean, I mean, back, to, he would have been suspended like, I mean, you remember when Rafi Torres Torres was eliminating guys? Brent's early, what? in the net in the playoffs that one year? Yeah, and, like, that was when they started adding, throwing in the suspensions. Like, he got – I can't remember his last one. It had to be 25 games or something. But Stevens would have got, like, two years. Oh, yeah. Of those hits. Oh, yeah. Big time. Yeah you, yeah, you just can't do it anymore. No, no. So – you watched the Penguins, so is and you talked about Mario. So is Mario like your favorite player? Or did you have like a D man too that you really like to watch? Not really, just because when he was playing, I was still really young. Yeah. So I would just kind of watched him. I didn't really. I was. I started out as a forward too, so I was the center. So I liked watching him and just. I, I mean, 
I don't know if anybody else from outside of Pittsburgh can really remember or, or watched a lot of the Pens, but it was just it was ridiculous watching him. So him and Yager uh, were the main two, just because then once Mario retired and then eventually came back, Yager was the big guy there, and uh, it was like Yager and Kovalev. Kovalev was fun to watch play. So just you know, when you're younger, you don't really watch it. Steady Eddie, stay at home defenseman. You know you want like it's why it's why I don't get paid a lot. It's like nobody likes watching them. But uh, the, the you know they had like the two best players in the league for the better part of. I mean, it was almost fifteen years. So it's just yeah. like pick pick one of them and watch them. So, it's crazy though. Hey, you got to play with the auger twice. Yeah, yeah. It was it was, it was pretty cool. Thanks, because I mean. Growing up watching them, and then you end up playing with them. I mean, it was it was awesome. Like, how how old would you have been when Yager when you first started watching Yager in Pittsburgh? Uh so I don't really remember him that much in the early nineties because, like I said, it was just Mario time. Toddler, yeah. But like like ninety, I don't know, ninety six or so. I can remember they had a cup run. Uh, so like l- later nineties, mid to late nineties, I remember watching him. Is and uh, I mean, it was he was every bit bit as good as Mario. When you're that young, it looked to me like he's every bit as good as Mario. So it was just, it was so much fun. <laughs> What's he like as a guy? Like, I mean, he just seems like he he almost seems like he's kind of like a grumpy old guy. Is he? Was he that way, or would you yeah. would you see him as a guy? You know, the first time in Boston, he wasn't grumpy. He's just really, really shy and reserved. And since I was 25 or something and he was already 40 or so, you know, it's there's tough to connect other than you're on a team together. Yeah. <clears throat> but it, but it, when we got him in Calgary, he was way more laid back and would finally open up and tell stories. And I don't know if Steger talked about this at all, but <clears throat> we were all scratched at the same time. So Chris started asking him about the old days and he started telling stories about when the pens with Mario and with all those guys. And it was, it was just the coolest thing in the world to me because I grew up watching them. Yeah. And he just started, he started telling us all this stuff. I don't know if it's cause he thought he was done and he wouldn't like play over here anymore. And he was kind of like, all right, I'll tell these young guys a couple stories or whatever, but he opened up and it was so cool. <laughs> like I, like the one story he told, it was, I don't know what year, but it was him, Mario, and I think LaFontaine going for the scoring title. And they had like 150 points each or something. And it was getting towards the end of the season. And this is when Mario had his back issues. <clears throat> so it was kind of like LaFontaine would get ahead, then Yager. And then he said, you could see in Mario's eyes he was going to play that night. And then he'd have like six points or whatever. Get back ahead of them. So comes down to like second last game of the year. Francois LaRue fights Tony Twist in the first shift. And Yager's like, I started puking my brains out on the bench because Twist's face came off. He said like he cut him open. You can look up the video. It's it's disgusting. His forehead like splits off. And Yager's is like, I couldn't play that night. And I looked down at Mario and he's laughing. And he's like, that's that's when I knew it. He goes, that's when I knew it was over. He went out. He had four and two. The end of the year with like 160 something points. I had 150 something laugh on Tane, whatever. And he's like, the best part is we all played 70 some games. Mario played like 50. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> he's just like, 
he's like the guy was that good and he told so many stories about those two guys back then but that was the one that i was like this is i mean this is the coolest thing in the world that's wild she's he's coming half his face comes off you can see in the video too on youtube it's like from here to here on his forehead it just came off yuck uh, i'm not youtube in that <laughs> it's pretty cool <laughs> it sounds like a wild story i mean yeah. that's that's not, it's it's funny though like you, you talk about that like so many people i've heard is that uh a lot of people do say like mario was or there is an argument anyway that a lot of people will say like mario is better than wayne yeah a lot of i mean Yogg said he was, and he played with them. He never played with Gretzky, though. So, um, I don't know. I always think he's better just because I grew up in that era, the more the Mario era than the Gretzky era. So, yeah. I, I I think he is. But, again, you know, I didn't really watch Gretz that much, and who knows? Yeah, that that's uh... – one of those things where it's like it just kind of depends we ask right it's just an opinion basically yeah ex- exactly you go by the stats it's gretzky you go by whatever you know it whatever it's whoever you saw and wherever you're from basically obviously like watching mario and those guys how did it end up that you were you turned into a defenseman instead of did you grow up as a forward or when you grew up were you always a d-man i played center um and then in fifth grade we were short on d one game and my coach asked us who wanted to play d and i said i would and then they were like wow you're not bad at this so you can just keep doing it either that or i suck so bad at forward they were like fuck we finally got rid of him we can move back so i don't know but after fifth grade i played d from then on (laughs) oh man yeah so that's how that happened. <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, no. yeah. We love- and I am, and I do have beer now. <laughs> a blue light. They were on sale. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Once you get off the NHL contract and you're on those minor leagues yeah. for the rich beers, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, fuck too. During during COVID, that shutdown. Uh, I'm in my basement right now. So we, me and my uncle go to the beer store. Like the day we heard all the beer stores and everything were fucking shutting down. So we go there to we're Miller. We're Miller light guys. So we, we're like, all right, we got to go buy all the Miller light. And they, we go in and they're already out of Miller light, Bud light, Budweiser, everything. All they had left was blue light. So we bought 10, 10 cases of blue light and that's all we drank. So now like if I, there's no Miller light, I'll get blue light. <laughs> it's it's nuts. It's like yeah, you, you it's basically like water, hey, for you. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> uh, so okay, so you play minor hockey in Pittsburgh, and uh, you're drafted tenth overall, right, to the Lincoln Stars in the USHL. Sounds right. I have no idea. Okay, fair enough. Well, that's what I saw. So we're going with tenth overall, the Lincoln Stars. What was where is Lincoln for one? Is that Nebraska? Yeah, it's uh, the eastern part of Nebraska. So Omaha is right on the border of Iowa and Nebraska. Okay. And then about 50 miles, sorry, west of Omaha is Lincoln. So it's like southeast Nebraska. 
Is it a hockey town? Like they pretty good fan base. Yeah, for our games especially, um, but that's where the University of Nebraska is. So it's, I mean, it's Cornhusker territory and football all the way. <laughs> that's awesome. It yeah. it uh, it Nebraska like they've had minor league teams. What is there any way they could ever have like an NHL team? I don't know what the population. No, uh, nah, Lincoln's too small. Omaha maybe, because um, Omaha has actually the University of Nebraska college team UNO and then they also have USHL team the Omaha Lancers right um but they didn't draw as well as us like Lincoln we drew great uh, fans and like the intro ceremony in Lincoln the big star comes down and there's flames shooting out and (laughs) yeah it's like this whole what is it Metallica song they play we all freaking fly out it's sick and the best way no, it's not under Sam, man. I can't remember what the hell it is. It might not be Metallica, but Could anyway, be the light. Bunch of good intro songs. Yeah, we have a light show before the game, and then the best way to describe that place is it's a bar with a hockey rink in it. Like it's five thousand fans sold out every single night, and it's wild, like absolutely wild. I'm just picturing like Vegas, like like, Vegas, like the Golden Knights. I'm oh, picturing yeah. like. Watching that, basically. This this is the redneck version of that. (laughs) Redneck version. (laughs) It's it's amazing. That's awesome. Look it up up on YouTube. The intro. It's pretty cool. They still do. I'm going to for sure after after this combo for sure. That's yeah. I mean, that's one thing I always say is like Europe and the states. For the most part, a lot of places in the states anyway. I mean, there's some places like Canada, but. The states and in Europe, the buildings are rocking. Like people, people don't care about like like everyone in Canada is like an armchair GM, you know? Like yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They know the game, right? They know the yeah. game great. Whereas like I I enjoy going to games in Europe or certain parts of the states way more than I do in Canada because like the people there they just stand, they don't shut up all game. Like yeah. you're just going nuts, right? Like it's, yep, it's it, it, especially like the Midwest teams in the U S all they want to see is fights, fights, big hits, anything rivalries. So back when I played there in the USHL, it was now it's like, it's kind of like how hockey's going It's faster, more skilled. But back then, I mean, we had three legit heavyweights. We had my second year. We, I think we had 10 guys with over 120 pims or something. And this is in like 50 games. So it was, yes. I mean, and then anytime we played Omaha, you could, guarantee for at least four fights actually it's crazy though like they're trying to grow the game and i totally understand with the concussions and everything you cannot have fights as much as it was because it was literally it was like basically it was just ufc on ice almost back in the day yeah like maybe not when you played but a little before that in some cases it was like a glorified UFC on ice, but yeah, like I totally get it. The you can't have that anymore. But it's funny they they're taking fighting away, but that they're, they're trying to grow the game. It's almost like how how the hell are you it's do counter that counterproductive. Game? Yeah, and you're gonna need fighting. I mean, yeah, so you know hits and stuff, and sometimes there's idiots out there. That's how you know you police yourself. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I no. Mean, I, even the even the threat of the you know having a heavyweight or something out there will deter people. So oh, they need it. And it's crazy. I was looking at like 
your first when you were black acing in the playoffs. I mean, we'll get to that in a moment, but like that roster on Boston, you'll never see anything oh. like that again. No, never. Like, holy shit. But uh, I just finished in Lincoln. There was one name I noticed on your roster. Uh, he played in the WHL, David Reeky, goalie. Yeah, Reeks. I don't know him at all, but <laughs> like, he's a decent tender, though. No, he played for Everett, I think. Yeah, right? so Everett and so Regina, I think. Yeah, so he came to us as an overager. His first weekend, he had, I think it was all in the same week. Or no, it was the first two weekends. He had two shutouts, a goal, and a fight in the first two weekends. <laughs> that first, the first weekend, it was in, I think it was in Chicago. We were playing the Steel. He had two shutouts that weekend and a goal in the same weekend. And then the next weekend, he fought a guy. Real. <laughs> It was but amazing. No one's ever made a better debut as a goalie in a certain league, I guarantee, than that guy. Never. And he was an awesome guy. I have no idea what he's doing now. I haven't talked to him, but he's an awesome guy. Yeah, he's, he's a Sask boy, isn't he? Like, he's probably. I think so. So, Saskatchewan guys, they love Saskatchewan. He probably told you, I would assume. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've met a few guys from there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They think it's the greatest place on earth. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Saskatchewan, and I'm the farthest person of uh really being like yeah i would love to move back to saskatchewan saskatoon is <laughs> actually not bad but and i think reiki actually might be from saskatoon but yeah i don't i don't i don't know which one isn't regina in saskatchewan too yeah that's where i was born and it it's yeah nice. i didn't know you were born there yeah yeah it's <laughs> that fucking beer that pilsner or whatever <laughs> yeah i think so. is that the beer from there <laughs> i think so yeah yeah <laughs> oh, that's funny so yeah. So what made you commit to go to Omaha or pardon me, Ohio state after that? Uh, I had, there were some schools I was looking at. And so I actually, I wanted to do engineering when I went to school. And so that crossed a ton off the list just because um, a lot of the smaller schools just didn't have like CC was on my list. Some, some other ones that just, they didn't have that. And then Ohio state ended up being closer to home and after my visit and just seeing the campus and and everything they had um you know going to a big 10 school you're gonna get whatever the hell you want as far as being an athlete and and all that so uh it was just it ended up being a really good fit it's only two and a half hours from pittsburgh so oh, that's sweet yeah so yeah. you get a lot of family did your family basically come in for basically every home game yeah they came in quite a bit maybe not everyone but but most of them so uh, and you're just there for two you're just there for two years right yeah and i went so i went two years late though because like i said i finished high school at home right so i played after high school i played those two years of junior and then two years college so did you uh now obviously just for two years did was that because that you got signed right out of the after your second year or was it just that was that your plan kind of all along. Yeah, it was, I planned on staying and finishing. Um, but when I was in uh, college, so right after my sophomore year, I was trade. I actually was drafted by Florida. So I got traded in the Seidenberg trade with them to Boston. And then like immediately after Boston called and was like, we're pulling you out. So it's, it's, it's kind of, it's kind of like at, at my age, and the way they describe it is you're not going to get any better because physically you're already there. 
So you're not going to get any better playing at that level. You need to move to the next level if you want to play hockey. Um, some teams have different philosophies, but that was the Bruins' philosophy. So they were just like, you you need to come out and we're going to sign you and all that. And then I left. I guess kind of backtracking, like, so when you're drafted seventh round, were you expected to get drafted or were you expecting to get drafted then? No, not at all. Cause I was even drafted a year late. Everything in my career is a year too late. So, <laughs> so like I was, I was actually eligible. I want to say in 06, I think I was eligible. Cause what is Steger the same age as me? Is he an 88? 86. 86. So he would have been an 04 draft. So I was eligible in 06. And then I got drafted in 08. Okay. So it's so it's like two years late, you know. Yeah. So I I had no expectations whatsoever. That's yeah. That's why. Well, and I didn't realize you. It was like a floor or a trade to Boston. See, I thought I thought maybe they just didn't sign you, and then you ended up being like a college free agent and got signed that way. But that's no. that's wild. Yeah. So, so you end up playing two years. You leave and leave early obviously that probably wasn't your plan when you first got there hey you're probably like oh and uh was hockey even like an idea potentially i know you got drafted late but like was it like after your four years was there a thought like you're just getting going to school to actually like get a job out of school yeah it was i was still kind of like you're saying like 50 50 in between i don't really know what's going to happen so my plan was to do the four years of school just so I had a degree and whatever happened happened yeah but then Boston was you know they're like you know you could play you're gonna be good whatever the hell and at that age you're like oh yeah great so <laughs> sign and sign and left and I was like I'll I'll do this then that's that's so sweet though that it, like the, I love the underdog stories those are like the greatest yeah. ones to greatest ones to hear it seems like you're one of the definite underdog stories so you, you leave and you end up being with the Bruins for that Stanley Cup ride in 2011. I know you didn't get into a playoff game, but like being a black ace, what was it like being around those guys and just like watching that whole, I mean, that probably is, it probably sucks a bit because it's like, oh, here's, this is the, this is the peak of the NHL. It was like, it was like, fuck, well, it, and I'm, Back then, you know, I was still only 22 or whatever, so I don't think I appreciated it as much as – 100% not as much as I would now. Yeah. But still, you're seeing all of it, and it's unbelievable. You don't realize at that age and, you know, when you're just a rookie how rare it is and how incredible it is. But I still remember everything, and looking back now, I'm like, holy shit, that's pretty – it's pretty damn cool. And, and just – the entire process and everything that team went through, through the whole playoffs, and we watched every game. So, you know, we got a different view than some other people might not have had. I mean, just the entire thing is just – it was incredible. And we were around it too. Like, they the, – the Bruins, that locker room did a really good job of um, – and they – I mean, it's not like they're bringing us into meetings and all that shit. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. like the guy – the guys would hang out with us, talk to us. we play cards on the plane with them. Um, you know, any dinners, anything like that, they, they made sure we were along for the ride. So it was, it was pretty special. That, that is sweet. Cause I know, like, I've heard a lot of like black aces, they're not anywhere near the team a lot of times. And yeah, well, that's pretty sweet. At least I think that Boston includes you guys in that. Yeah. 
Oh, and a, lot, a lot of a lot of the teams don't even bring their black aces on the road, except for maybe one or two of them. They don't have them around the rink. They'll have them somewhere else. Like it never, which it doesn't make any sense to me. Because if yeah. you do need one of us to go in, you you want us there. You want us around. You know. Yeah. Whether whether or not you trust us on the ice or whatever, at least you know <laughs> who we are. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, you might fucking need us. You'd want us around. Yeah. So, it was it was amazing. Well, it, it's great. Like, not to like deduct anything, but like, it's crazy to think even like two or three years prior, you would have been so content with just sitting there and watching a freaking yeah. one playoff oh, game. Never mind getting backstage to go on the yeah. go watch every playoff game in one of the best seats in the building, probably because you're in a sick oh, yeah. box, I would assume, right? So yep. it's box everywhere. We, uh, uh, I mean, the cities too were. I mean, we had Montreal, Philly, Tampa, and Vancouver. So, so the city, so talk about four good road cities. And, uh, you know, we had our fun too along the way. Like, oh, for sure. Oh, we, we had any days off. I mean, clear, like we'd go down to Clearwater and hang out in Tampa. We'd go, go out in Montreal, out in Philly. And then by the time we got to Vancouver, they had enough guys healthy, and Don Sweeney was the assistant at the time. And Don was like, hey, you guys have done a good job. Go out and have some fun in Vancouver. And we're like, Donnie, we've been having fun this whole time. But you didn't you didn't know that. But <laughs> so so there was, like, somebody would take us for beers every other night. So, like, the last night before the last game, Bruce Cassidy, who was our coach in Providence, took us all out for beers. And, I mean, we, we had a great time. And then we went. Me and him are pissing at the same time in the bathroom. And I was like, Butchie, there's no way I'm – if they win the cup, there's no way I'm picking it up tomorrow. Because we all, as a black ace crew, were like, we didn't do shit to win this thing, you know. And it's bad yeah. luck to touch the cup. And right. We knew they were making us go on the ice and put our shit on. So he's like, you're fucking picking it up or whatever. I was like, Butchie, I'll bet you a 1000 bucks. I don't I don't grab the cup when they win it or whatever. Sure as shit, I ended up having to hold it. And then I look over at him and he's winking at me. I never paid him, but <laughs> – but like it was just shit like that. It, uh, the whole Vancouver, almost every other night we were at the Roxy. Oh yeah, I've been there. We were, we were, with, we were with Steve Levy and uh, Jeremy Roenick all the time. Like I sang on stage. I sang "Country Roads" with Jeremy Roenick one night. <laughs> I mean, it, it was just it was incredible. It was like a it was like a paid vacation once we got to Vancouver. <laughs> it, was, it was amazing. No kidding, man. Honestly, like. Depending who you are, it almost sounds like a, being a black ace might be a little more fun. <laughs> yeah, I, don't, you know, I mean, yeah. I, other than the fact that you didn't do anything to win it, it was way more fun. Plus, you're not getting hit by shots. You're not breaking your leg. Like it was, it was a blast. Afterwards, we got back. They took us. They had us in the parade. Took us all the all the parties, all the events. I mean, that aspect was sick. Yeah, that is that. That's awesome. That just sounds like, yeah, like, oh, man, it's just, I, it takes me back to thinking, like, it's crazy how two, three years before that, if you would have told yourself you were singing with Jeremy Roenick at the Rock. No chance. Like, <laughs> no chance. It's not a chance in hell. It's, it's funny how many, like, NHL alumni, like, just on a bunch of different shows or even guys that still play talk about, like, their early years and going to the Roxy in Vancouver. Yeah. I've been there. I went there one time back when I was working for the university team here when they had one. 
And we all went there, and I was like, I don't get all the hype around this place. Like, it's just some gritty little sing bar that, like, yeah, it just seemed like at least bad. I don't know. I think I don't think it's the same as it probably was. But I don't think it is either. I, I like because, like, especially when I played for Van in 15, 16, we, I mean, you don't, you really didn't go there when you played for him, but we yeah. went there once and it just, it wasn't the same. But back then in 2010, 11, we oh, walked yeah. in and we're just like, you know, green as could be. And these bartenders, are like, holy shit, look, it's the Bruins Black Aces. We're like, how the fuck do you know us? And we go in, <laughs> we, we didn't pay for a drink. I mean, it was, it was ridiculous. No wonder. Wow. That's awesome. <laughs> I mean, it was sick. That's sick. That's like, and you talk about the cities you went to like, yeah, Vancouver's awesome. I don't, I mean, I'm no expert in going anywhere. Like I haven't been to the places you've been, but like Vancouver's nightlife to me is kind of average. Like I think it's a such a sick city, but the nightlife there is pretty average. I would say anyway, but I mean, you Absolutely. go, like Montreal, I've never been. I've heard it's unbelievable. Yeah, Montreal's that's a fun town. Um, because there's old Montreal too. It's kind of classic and stuff, and um, that's really good. Chicago's actually, I love Chicago. Yeah, I've only been there once. Um, and and then the other places you travel to. So Philly, Philly's a little gritty. Is it kind of scary to do with anything there? <laughs> <laughs> no, Philly's all right. Philly. My whole wife's family's from Philly, so I always call it a dirty yeah, town. But yeah, it's dirty. But <laughs> it's yeah. just Philly's Philly. Philly's not bad. I like Philly. A lot of uh, well, the Broad Street bullies, I guess, right? Like, yeah, uh, a lot of tough, tough people in that area. They get they get behind their sports teams there. It's uh, it's a good sports town. I always remember. I think Chris's brother actually told me one time when he went to the Cup final in Philly that they had people. Like kicking their seats the whole game, basically. <laughs> my my cousins. So actually, my aunt and uncle live in Bethlehem, PA, right outside of Philly, and so my cousins would wear my jerseys to the game, and they're like, I don't know, ten and twelve years old. There's yeah. fans there. There's fans there yelling at him like, "Fuck you! Take those fucking jerseys <laughs> off!" And my aunt and uncle are like, "They're ten. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, give them a break." <laughs> Oh man, they're not anxiety is high enough. I can't imagine in that. Yeah, they're nuts. Crazy. And then like Tampa, uh, and you said you went to Clearwater. I went there last February. Man, that is a sick place. That would be like number one. Awesome. In the, I think to play like that. Awesome. Tampa is Clearwater. Like that beach is sick. It's so yeah, nice. It's only it's like it was forty five minutes from the rink. I mean, it's yeah. it's right there. Tampa's awesome. So did you guys, so you guys literally went out like basically, well, you went every, out in every city for sure. We went out quite yeah, a bit. Every night? <laughs> I mean, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> it was, so there's nothing else to do. We knew we weren't freaking playing. Yeah, yeah. So we, we'd go, we'd go in in the morning, they would skate and then we would get bagged. Um, and it was like, uh, what was it? it was Jamie Arneal, Colby Cohen, Anton Hudobin was the goalie. Who was my roommate? I've heard he's a character. Oh, he's awesome. I love Dobie. And then uh who else was there? Jordan Karan. But Jordy would kind of he he would skate with the team every now and then. So it was us five. And then Butchie would skate us. And we just go up, get bag, work out, and then we do whatever the hell we wanted the rest of the day. So it was it was pretty fun. That's hilarious. 
That yeah, it, that just and, and you look at like that Bruins team we talked about briefly a few minutes ago, but like Adam McQuaid, um, Sean Thornton, Greg Campbell, Johnny Boychuk. Who else they got? I'm looking at like Looch, Horty, Looch, Horton. Like holy yeah. shit, that's a scary team. Tough guys, like they're really tough. Oh, that like. Adam McQuaid, I don't know why I think of him the most of all those guys, but that guy was just nails. He was a he's the nicest guy in the world. Like the like quiet, nice. Uh, goes to church, literally goes to church like every Sunday. Nicest huh. guy in the world, and he just flips the freaking switch, and he's like a killer. It, I don't know how he does it. Yeah. Do you? So was that the year Gregory Campbell played with a broken leg in the playoffs, or no? I don't think so. I I don't think it was that year. Okay. I can't really remember because him he did it, and then Chris Kelly kind of did the same, same thing. And I always get them mixed up. I can't remember when when they did it. But I don't think it, I don't think it was Soupy that year, but maybe okay. it was. And, and like you, like even just like not even the tough guys, like you put like you had legends on that team, like Mark Recchi. Um, yeah. Uh, who well, obviously Bergeron, Marsh, and well, Bergy, Marshy, uh, or Sagan. I mean, uh, Caberlet was one of the D, Chara, Big Z. Yeah, I mean, Tim Thomas. Like, you go up and down that lineup, it was it was incredible. What okay, I hate I hate always bringing it up when I'm talking to guys and just making it like strict about asking about people, but like, I gotta ask you though, like, those two in particular, Big Z, like, just a legend or what. Yeah. Um, so when you're younger coming in, he's very serious, very stern. And he, I think he'd do it on purpose to kind of mold you. And which, I mean, professionally and whatever, everything he does is calculated, professional, and honestly, the way you should do it. Yeah. Um, so it took like a year or two or three, and then he'd kind of open up and be a lot a lot more personable. Um, but like, as far as what you should aspire to be on and off the ice, that, that is the picture hammer Berge. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. It, being able to be a young, being able to like, as a young guy going in and learning from looking to learn from someone, you couldn't ask for two better guys. That's awesome. Yeah. Like I, you think about two guys when you're coming up and to have those two, like, Sedano Chara and Patrice Bergeron, who are two of the better. Like, it's crazy to think that only one of those guys could be captain at the time. I know Bergeron was honestly back then, but like, I mean, Chara. But that, room, that I mean, that room had so many leaders in it. Oh, yeah. Rex, Rex has been around forever. Thorty, Thorty won a cup. Thorty was a leader. Thorty was way more vocal, and he had his own way of going about it. Yeah. Kind of chirping guys and shit, but I mean, there were so many leaders in that. Chris Kelly, I mean, they were there. It was it was unbelievable. Yeah, that's it. Just seems like a a team. Literally, like that team was loaded. Um, but yeah, it, get, it gets to a point where nobody even needs to talk. You just the right guy looks at you, and you know you're like, oh fuck, I gotta pick it up. Like <laughs> it's 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 kind of like that. And, and then I guess the other guy on that team that like weirdest guy at least in interviews and stuff a lot of people said when he retires he might be living in a dugout in, in like colorado but Tim Dude, tank yeah tank like what is yeah, he, he up to nowadays do you got any idea what the hell he does now 
I, I have no idea. He used to email me when I first started. <laughs> I was like, right. so, so he's like, as right wing conspiracy, like not even right wing. He's just like, he's a conspiracy theorist is what he is. Like thinks the world's going to end this kind of shit. Like you talk about going to Colorado and building a bunker. I think he actually did that. He might have his money in gold. So he's, he's, he's kind of out there like that, but he used to email me all this stuff about like, this is when, this is what the government's doing. The world's going to end all this stuff. And then eventually I stopped replying and he just, I haven't talked to him in years, but I mean, he was, that guy's something else. Oh, man, that's hilarious. I mean, <laughs> something else. Email, like, you have all this stuff. Like, couldn't mess. You probably had, I mean, you probably had Facebook back then. Like, you couldn't even oh, yeah. send it on Facebook. <laughs> he would text you. <laughs> he probably doesn't even have a phone number anymore. <laughs> when he came back and He's played, out, eh? who, who was it, Florida he came back and played for? Yeah, yeah. I was like, I, I was amazed. I was like, where did, what, where did he come from? I thought he was taking a hole or something. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I thought he was in the middle of nowhere. Nobody knew where he was. That's wild. So you end up going so you're kind of bouncing around back and forth between Boston and Providence for a few years there. Um was it was it tough being I mean it's basically kind of been your whole career other than those for about three or four years there where you went to Calgary for a couple and um Vancouver that one year. And then your last year in Boston, but was it, is it pretty tough being a guy who's up and down all the time with having, I mean, now you have a family and having a wife and stuff. Yeah. It's not tough. It's yeah. It's not tough when you don't have the kids or anything like that. Um, and, but, and yeah, it's tough mentally at first, but once you kind of, you know, you know where you are is like what Bruce Cassie always say, you got to know where you are. And once you kind of accept that, as to not not like accept where you are just know where you are and help that team be better and then it makes you better and then you can move on and whatever you know yeah it's you know it just mentally it becomes easier that's good yeah it's good like i i think it's one of those things where like some guys are meant for that and some guys aren't like that's why i think there's a lot of guys who will they'll get one call up and they'll play a couple games and then they never play again right like it's, yeah you got to have the mental capacity. I, I think that's the most underrated thing in playing pro sports is that unless, well, even if you're a top, a top star or a middle six guy or whatever, like you got to have, I think it comes down to mental capacity. There's tons of guys that are skilled enough or whatever to play in the NHL, but there, you got to have that extra edge with your mental capacity. A hundred percent. It's that's, I mean, it might be 90% of it because what separates the HL guys from the NHL guys, it's, it's not, not skill, like you said, or anything, it's consistency. And yeah. that's all mental. That is a hundred percent all mental. So as I said, know where you are, like it's more a know what you've done wrong and how do I fix it to get back to where you are and then remember what you did. So you don't fucking do it again. Yeah. So it's just like finding that consistency, which, you know, I've kind of had yet to find. So it's like, you know, you're always striving to get it. And even some of the top guys, like you, you look like they're not always consistent, but you kind of got to find my kids this friend. Hey girls, I'm on a, I'm on a phone. You want to say hi? Hello. It's Ryan. You want to say hi? Hi. All right. Can you guys go upstairs? I'm going to finish this and then I'll come up. No, just go upstairs. I'll be up in a minute. All right, go ahead. 
<laughs> you got three girls then? Two three girls. Oh, three wow. girls. <laughs> Handful coming up, eh? Oh, God. I mean, regardless, always the half. Yeah. Yeah, three girls, and they're all – they're five, four, and two. So whenever they're all from the ages uh, – once they get hormonal, I'm going to leave the house for God knows how long every month and then just come back. <laughs> I'll have a cabin in the middle. Of, I'll be – I'll find out where Tim Thomas lives, and I'll go there for a week. Just a week? Just a week. <laughs> Maybe two. Well <laughs> – We'll go on that golf trip that we've been talking about. Me and yes. Golf. Yes. Maybe I'll come on the Vegas trip with you and Steger. <laughs> I don't think we're going well, not this year. You guys aren't going? No. We're actually – there's a they're doing a bachelor party in Chicago this year. So that should oh, be – Oh, nice. Yeah. They're playing yeah. golf there. So, um, And then, like, just looking at – like your team, even in Ohio, besides like you've gone on to the best NHL career of any of those guys, but like there's a few guys you play with that got games, right? Like John Albert, uh, Corey yeah. Elkins, and Zach Dalt. You still stay in touch yeah. with those guys or no? Uh, those guys, so I see Daltby every now and then, uh, when I play with them and then or when I play against them. Um, and then, uh, I actually went back to the golf outing this summer for the first time they, they used to be in august in like late august during camp which is, yeah it's it's like right or right before nhl camps which is the worst possible time yeah and then they finally changed it so now it's in july so i went this year i'll probably go next year and i gotta see a ton of guys and it was just awesome huh that that's great it's it, uh it, it's great when a lot of times, like the best friends you make are your junior teammates or your college teammates or whatever. Yeah, a lot of a lot of the college guys I still talk to, which is awesome. So, I mean, bouncing back to it, it's funny because all those guys are up and down guys too, or were right? Like they got their one stint or maybe didn't get any more games, but it it's just goes hand in hand. And then I guess going back to like 2013 you do get into playoff games with the Bruins then they go to the cup final. I saw you got your, that was your first NHL goal, right? In the playoffs. Yeah, that was the first one. So who were you guys playing when you got that one? Uh, that was the game seven against Toronto. Oh, that's sick. Yeah, that game. Yeah. Is that the one where like uh, the Leafs were up like four, one, and then you guys came back. That four, is one in the third half, the building left. Maybe not half, but almost half the building left and then goal 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 tied up what a Bergie scored yeah who scored Bergie got the overtime winner but it was the loudest coolest thing I've ever seen or been a part of in my life who what goal did you score did you score the first goal for Boston first first one okay of the game of the game yeah so it was I mean that was that game was sick I was gonna say I mean when it was 4-1 they were trying to come back they probably aren't putting Bart out there. You know what? You know what? Dennis Seidenberg got hurt that game. Okay. So I played like 28 minutes or something. Sick. Yeah, it was uh, – I was exhausted. But it was – uh, I was still getting out there. And, like, so I still remember when Bergie scored that goal, I tore a lace. So I was fixing my lace on the bench, putting a new one in, and then I hear the place go nuts. Goal horn, I look up. I was like, oh, fuck, finally. 
It's like, <laughs> it was sick. It, it was all, it was the coolest game I've ever seen in my life. I, honestly, that's one of my most memorable, like watching a hockey game. That's one of my most memorable games. Like it was just so, I, I remember it was four one and everyone's like, ah, game over. And then it was yeah. like, goal, goal. And then they were, you guys like just go, go, go. on and then tie it late, score the winner. And like, my image of that game is just like, yeah, you talk about like the crowd going electric, but I remember your bench jumping up and down and then like nuts. on angle, like going nuts. And then nuts. I also remember uh, the song was, oh, what was it called? It was, it's like, so light them up, 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 light them up. Light em up. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> because that was like around that era when that song came out and it was like, when that song played, that was just like the sickest song for the moment. Yeah. It was unreal. Yeah, I, I, it was like it, the momentum. It was just crazy. It, once we scored that tying goal, I mean, the third goal, it was kind of like going like this. But once we scored that tying goal, it was just—I mean, it was a matter of time. Yeah. But it was—it was so sick. The only reason I played that game too is because Wade Redden was the other D. Yeah, and he—he he fucked his shoulder up in Game Six or something. Wow, and I and I remember too. There was something weird that happened. Like we had to stay over. We had trouble getting out of Toronto or something after Game Six, I think. So we it was like the travel was all fucked up before Game Seven. Like it was, it was it was kind of crazy just how all that shit happened. So you played Game Seven. Was that your first game of the playoffs that year? First game of the playoffs. So I was with the team after the lockout. I, I don't know. I. I some games that year but i was kind of up after the lockout and then right before playoffs they sent me down to go play playoffs in providence because we had a really good team in providence too and uh that was kind of that was crazy too so we played hershey the first round in providence and we lost the first two games and that's only best of five right so we lose the first two games and then we basically have our year-end dinner before we went to hershey in Providence, Don Sweeney comes down and speaks. He's like, "Hey, you guys have had a great year. You know, this is awesome. Let's go get them and let's go get them in Hershey." And it's kind of like, uh, "Hey, good job. You guys lost. We won the next three. We won that series. And then right after that series, uh, some of the D started getting hurt in uh, Boston, so I went up. And then, yeah, and then they had a few more D get hurt, so crew came up. So at one point, it was." Dougie Hamilton, who was the rookie against the Rangers. It was Dougie, me, and Krug, who have all, I mean, we had 30 games combined, maybe, you know, at that point, who were all playing in playoffs. And then we swept the Rangers. Oh, I don't know. We won five, four, one against the Rangers, maybe? Four, one against the Rangers swept the Pens. So it was, it was pretty cool. So did you get all five games against the Rangers and then one more against the Pens? Is that how it no, worked? No, not against the Pens. They pulled me out. Ferentz. Oh. Ferentz had a broken foot. He came back in. But you, I saw you played seven games in that playoff. So did you get one against the Maybe I did. I I have no idea. I can't remember. I might have played two against Toronto. I have no idea. Did you get any in the cup final? No, I didn't get any. But I mean, I guess. Probably the the difference. That's what we would have probably won if I played, huh? (laughs) Hey, maybe. Maybe we get that. Maybe you get that big goal in game six, like you got in game seven against yeah, the. Yeah, there we Yeah, yeah, exactly. Wonderful. You talk about the high, though, and like, I mean, it, it's ifs and what if and what whatnot, but like, you talk about the highs and then to go to a low, I mean, 
the low might have been worse than the high was or like more extreme than the high was in that playoff run because yeah, you guys come back, beat the Leafs, you win game or second oh, yeah. round and third round, and then you're in the game six. You guys are in control. It was two one, I think, right? In yep. game six against the Hawks. I mean, yep. I say it, I'm a Hawks fan, so I was I was yep. but like you're they get the tying goal late and then they get the game winner like within yeah like, within 30 seconds like what was going on because i mean it's probably worse being in the stands then for like for anyone 100 100 percent way worse because there's nothing you can do yeah you know it and like personally you know at that point that you could be could be playing so it's like uh, it's way worse having no control whatsoever yeah and as far as far as the low that was kind of like that was more shocked than anything because that happened so quick. I mean, I, I don't know how many minutes it was as far as game time. But it felt like it, it was like in control, and then ten seconds later, boom, gone. gone. It was like it's I think gone. there was a minute and a half left. I want to say was that it? They tied it, and then it was yeah. like fifty some seconds left when they got the game. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it was horrible. It was just shock. It was like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah, I mean, it's. Like hearing it from the other side is just like, yeah, I can't imagine, especially like all the shit you guys went through in that playoff run. All oh my these God. On your decor and like to battle through it with you three rookies, like logging key minutes. Yeah. There, oh, like, and it I mean, was, it was nuts. Yeah. And like just to, like you would have, I, I mean, you, even though you didn't have a game in that cup final, I would think like, with all the influence you guys all had, all those young guys, like you guys all would have got your name for sure, like placed on it, right? Like, yeah, who knows? We, we definitely had a part in it uh, for that run and part of the season. So I, I think we made an impact enough, but who, who knows? I mean, we would have felt, we would have felt like we won it. Yeah. With, with, you know, with what, whatever, with what we played. So yeah. it was, I mean, we felt like we lost it. That's for sure, you know? We might not have been playing, but we felt like we lost it. Yeah. It was just, it was crazy. I can't imagine. I mean, it just drives you the next year, right? Just, uh, you want it that much more, even the next year. 100%. Yeah. And then that, that next year, we won the, I think we won the President's Trophy. And then we lost uh, Montreal, I want to say, or Detroit. I can't remember. I can't. Remember. Montreal, I think. But yeah, I mean, it just, it makes you better. It, coming out of situations crazy like what that. they're doing this year hey like it's insane like, i mean i check i check the standings i don't know a couple times a week and i'm just looking all i look at is their losses and overtime losses and it's still like eight and five yeah it's not it, it's it, it's ridiculous it, it's I mean, funny because like every year you make your like i mean i'm a fantasy hockey guy but you feel like your playoff bracket and it's like, okay, like this team should win, but it's like, I don't know if I should pick them. I feel like there's got to be a flaw. You look at the Bruins, it's like, I don't have, like, it's almost like they're like, a, I don't want to say a certainty but or a guarantee, but it's like, who the hell is going to beat them in a seven-game series this year? Like, no and one. The, the, only way, the only way someone beats them is if their goaltending just falls off the map by some miracle. Yeah. You know, because it's like, it, there's not one part of that team in that game they have that's flawed. Like, it's ridiculous. If you if you want to have a shootout and go trade chances, their game. If you want to have a buckle-down, one-nothing game, their game. I mean, yeah. they can literally, whatever they want to, whatever style you want to play, they'll play it. 
My only question would be is if a team like and you would know a hell of a lot more than I do because I I don't watch them a ton, but like if a team that can really, really skate, like can a team that absolutely like I'm thinking along the lines of if Buffalo plays them in the playoffs. Like Buffalo yeah. you're running gun. I don't think I don't think they'd win, but could they maybe give them a scare? Like I haven't watched the Bruins that much. Like I for the first 50 games of the season i barely watch hockey yeah just it's more like it's boring hockey it's boring and once it gets down to now 50 60 games in teams start playing more playoff style so it gets a little more exciting yeah um not buffalo i don't think buffalo's gonna be there's no way that'll never happen they got no experience or anything but I, i was just wondering like maybe a team that just rips up and down the ice that's why the only reason i maybe think buffalo but like their goaltending is pathetic, too. So. I, I, I honestly have no idea. I, I don't know how – on paper, I don't know how you're going to beat them. Yeah, I don't I don't either. They're loaded. Crazier so, shit's happened, though. Yeah, that's very true. And Carolina's been – if if Boston wasn't having this the season they are, like Carolina's historically having an unbelievable season, too. So, like – Carolina's their threat. That's, yeah. that's the other team, I think, that will go up against them. Yeah, I would agree with you there. So you fish. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, like you said, crazier shit has happened. Yeah. So so you're up and down Boston Providence. Then you end up you go to Vancouver and you have a career year in Vancouver. What made things click there? Uh I don't know if anything really clicked. Um I just kinda, greasy second apples. <laughs> yeah, just a just a bunch of greasy second apples. um no i just i gotta play you know i they you know they were just like go play so you know it was kind of as many years i was in boston i always was just felt like a rookie you know it was kind of like looking over your back the whole time like oh fuck did i mess that up did i mess that up and you go to somewhere else for vancouver and they just let you play and so you know it was we had a we we did not have a very good team like our, our records suck, so that wasn't nearly as fun. And going from the kind of winning atmosphere in Boston and and you know the just the mentality, it was way different. So that was that was a shock, and I didn't like it as much. Um, yeah. But uh, the, the the guys and everything in Vancouver were awesome. I mean, the Sedins were still there. Uh, Burroughs. Um, sorry, I'm getting a call. I got to delete this. How the hell do I do this? All right, there we go. Um, so that was, that was awesome. Um, but yeah, as far as hockey, it's just like, go up, go play, go play your game. That's yeah. And, and like, sometimes it's good and bad. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's easier. Cause I mean, like you're probably not worried about maybe getting your spot taken in the lineup or you're yeah. not worried about like just certain things. I mean, it probably sucks. Cause it's like, you just know your team's really not a competitor. Yeah. Not really. Like we started off the year good and we were playing all right. And then we just took a dip and you know, that, that sucks. Like it, whenever you're on a team that isn't competitive, it's not, it's not nearly as much fun. Yeah. Like it's just, you know, it's kind of just drags on, you know? Yeah. It's just, it's like, you just want to be done with it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So after Vancouver, you only end up one, one year in Vancouver, right? And then you go to Calgary for repair. Yeah. So, did you like Calgary? Yeah, I love Calgary. That yeah. room was awesome. 
the first year we were, I mean, you you were around. We had that twenty game win streak or whatever to get in the playoffs. That was yeah. that was that was sick. They need one right now. <laughs> yeah, no shit. <laughs> yeah, they do. <laughs> I'm available. You can tell. <laughs> but uh, anything yeah, that was up that room with Daryl Sutter around right now. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy, I can't imagine. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I know. I love Calgary. Uh, it was a it was a good city. Uh, the team was awesome. Bunch of good guys. Uh, so yeah, I got nothing, nothing but good things to say about Calgary. Got to play with Steger, <laughs> which was exciting and entertaining. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I'm sure at times it's uh, it's probably pretty entertaining. You were entertaining though. I mean, you're a you're a karaoke guy, hey? You just love love having love having uh, getting that voice out there. Yeah, I like singing karaoke. And then once I found out Steger did it, the one party he he started. What's that? Purple Rain. Yeah, yeah. He always sings Purple Rain. <laughs> so once I was like, he breaks the ice, and I was like, ah, fuck it, I'll go sing. <laughs> and then Duck, what's that one bar? Duckies. Duckies has karaoke every night. Duckies. I've never even heard of that. It's by uh, you know that Italian place we go eat lunch at Mercado. Okay. I forget what street they're off of. I've never heard of Duckies. like some back alley karaoke. It's a, it's a dive bar. They have golden tea and karaoke. Oh, that's great. That's yeah. awesome. Oh, yeah. And like I said, like, even though you're not, I like Calgary's kind of like the redneck area of the West, I guess, for AHL teams. Like, that's probably, you, you probably felt almost right at home. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not like let's not get ahead of ourselves. Pittsburgh's not really freaking redneck. Like we're we're metropolitan here. We're classy. I know. I'm saying but, you, you, give me, you just I always thought like whenever I talk to you, I'm like, man, this guy is like a Southern Albertan. Like he could live here. And <laughs> I wish. I don't know. Oh yeah, Cal- Calgary's Calgary's similar to Pittsburgh, like size wise and shit like that. So it's it was easy. Nice. That's that's good. So, so after Calgary, uh, then you, I'm just looking here, you venture up and go, was it back to, was it back to Boston or were you in mini? No, went to mini. Okay. So I, yeah, two way with Minnesota for, I was there for basically in Iowa for like two, three years, I think. Okay. And you, something like that. You, uh, like up and down a little bit, a few games here and there with mini. Yeah. Uh, were you on the taxi squad? You were on the taxi squad, right? The bubble? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I went to the bubble. <laughs> oh, you went to the bubble in Edmonton? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. And how long were you guys there? So, I actually ended up playing a game there, too. Uh, it was a three-game playing series. We lost to Vancouver, and I played the last game. Okay. But, so, we were there for two, two and a half, three weeks or something. That's just, long, just just long enough. Like, I don't know how teams stay there for Man, months on end. I think that's one of those years where it's like, I don't even want to win the cup this year. I don't know. I, I mean, yeah, I, 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 like I said, I don't know how guys did it. Cause you're in a freaking hotel. There's like, there's a, there's simulators that you can go do. There's basketball hoops and that's fucking about it. Other yeah. than that, you're going to dinner everybody's around like everybody yeah coaches 
scouts, media, everybody's around. I heard like so, you guys would play like a lot of like beer pong, or maybe not you guys could be <laughs> there for a couple weeks, but was it like beer pong with the boys a lot or stuff like that or no? So I had played in, we were there in what, 2020 or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had played for three of the teams that are there within four years of each other. So I knew half the people in that fucking <laughs> bubble. So it was like, it, it was, it, it's like you, you'd go down to dinner. There's like basically three restaurants to eat at. So for me, it was actually quite fun for that two weeks or whatever. I'd go hang out with this guy, that guy, guys I haven't seen shit like that. Yeah. But yeah, that last night when four teams got knocked out, I think the entire bubble was at that one restaurant. And it was just, I mean, it was a shit show. It was an absolute shit. Some of the teams got knocked out at noon. So we get to the bar late at like 10. Guys have been drinking since two o'clock. I mean, it was a shit show. There was this seat, this place had probably 20 seats. There were 200 people in this fucking bar. I mean, just that, that was candy. Oh, just, just pickled. I mean, Honestly, sorry, go on. No, no, it's good. That, that was fun. But like, other than those opportunities you had to kind of hang out and shoot the shit and relax, like it was just, I, I mean, you're just walking around, you walk to the rink, you practice, you leave, you walk to the rink, you practice, you leave, you, you, you know, it was kind of like, da, 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 da. I don't know how they did it. I, I don't know either. I, I, I can't, I, like you still look back on it. And in that circumstance, I mean, it's ridiculous. You ever had to go in a circumstance like that, but like, it's crazy to think they actually successfully got it all done. No shit. Like the fact that it actually got played and got done is is crazy. Yeah. Um, any team could have fucking won that thing too, just with the way it was set up. Yeah. Like like it makes sense that Tampa won because they won what they won the year before. No, that was so their first one. That was their first one. Yeah. Okay, so like they had a wagon team, so it makes sense they won. But then, like it's it's just. I mean, it was just monotonous. I, I can't even imagine, like, mentally being there for two and a half, three weeks, especially once you get down to, like, like in that situation, you're actually pumped that all the other teams are around you because, like, other than that, like, when you get to the final two to four teams, how bored are you going to be? Like, oh, oh, dude, like, if you, I mean, you can like somebody as much as you want and get along, but if you're with them every single day for, two, three weeks, a month, two months, you're just going to get sick of them. Like yeah. it's, that's just how it works. Yeah. That's, I, I still can't believe they did that. that. Such a wild thing to look back on and say, you guys lived in a hotel or some of those teams lived in a hotel for two and a half months and yeah. get to leave the hotel and played hockey. And that was it. It was crazy. I mean, it was, I had fun though. It was, it was a blast. That's good. Yeah, because mentally that would be that'd be a tough go for a while there. Yeah. Um, so after that, the next year you're still in mini, right? Like after the still, bubble. Yep, next year still in mini. And they that's when they introduced the taxi squad. Yeah, yeah. So that's the taxi squad. Yeah. And you were on the taxi squad for a majority of the year, were you not? Majority of the year, uh, ended up playing a game, and then they were like, "Hey." Uh, we got to send you down. We got to get you some games to which I said to Billy, I was like, okay, I'll see you later. So I was like, I, was like, I know I'm going down and I'm just playing the rest of the year there. I was like, you don't have to lie to me. I'm 30 some years old. Just tell me, like, you know, at this point. So then I went down to Iowa to play. 
so like at that point are you like i mean you never want to get sent to the minors but like are you kind of happy you get to play or at the same time are you more pissed because you're an older guy anyway so it's like i just want to stay here and be part of the team i mean you don't say that when you're getting sent down but like your thought process are you would you rather be on the taxi squad than be playing in the minors no you're pissed because it's not professionally it's probably not good because there's other guys that are up there just still on the taxi but personally like i always would rather play like i don't like i don't like sitting around and watching and bag skating and all that shit so i i would always rather play yeah that's i can't imagine i mean you would know but like can't imagine all the bag skates you've had to go through oh fuck buddy i try i try to count them up once i mean i've been scratched in the nhl at least a hundred and 150 times i mean so there's a there's there's damn near 150 bag skates that's some are better some are better than others no kidding i mean i don't know if steger ever told you about marty jelena's and oh i heard freak oh buddy so we we heard stories about him about he he used to i mean he was an unbelievable player i hear he's a great guy right great guy yeah but like his playing career was basically sheerly out of i outworked the other guy so that's just his mentality and so his bag skates were i mean 40 minutes of it you did basically didn't have a puck i mean it was it was was it was like what are we doing out here like you played 20 some games each year right yeah yeah. it's just like all the one the one i remember we played in dallas and we were flying to Colorado. It was a back-to-back. And in Dallas, there was a D and two forwards that got hurt. The extra guys were Matt Stajan, uh, Freddie Hamilton, and me. So they got hurt. We know we're playing the next day. We get into Colorado. We don't get there. By the time we're in our bed, it's like 3 a.m. And <laughs> Jelly thought we needed to skate in the morning to get warmed up for the game since we didn't play the night before. And we're going, like, stage is going, Glenn Gullis is the coach. He's like, golly, we really don't need this. He's like, yeah, just go out and have a twirl with Marty. Like, you'll be all right. And we're like, okay. So we go on the ice in Colorado, and we're doing the skate. We do, like, a half hour of puck shooting pucks. It's actually okay. And then he's like, all right. He goes over to the trainer. We wear those fucking catapult things that track your movement, your heart rate, all that. Yeah, and he's like, what are they at? And trainer's like, some number. I don't fucking know. It wasn't high enough for jelly. So he's like, all right, get on the blue line. We're going to do the seven second drill. And it's like later in the season, but we've never done this drill. So we're like, jelly, what is this? Or I go, jelly, what is this? He's like, what do you mean? You don't know it part and stages on the other end going jelly. I don't need this shit. I got to play tonight. And jelly's like, I played 1100 games. I know you could take it. Stage is like, I played a fucking thousand. I know I don't need it. They're like dick swinging over a hundred games yeah. over there. Freddie <laughs> Hamilton's like, what's this seven second drill? We're just all standing there. So Jelly eventually snaps, chucks his stick. And he's like, you know what? Fuck you guys. You don't want to work for it. Don't worry about it. Skates off the ice. <laughs> We're like, what are we doing here? We got to play tonight. <laughs> like, it's the craziest thing I've ever seen. It's hilarious. Oh, hey, can you have to tell me this one story, dude? Hey, Chris told me something about like their Jelly was doing like a pregame or something, and then he or someone responded. Maybe it was Chris. He's like, "Can you repeat that in English?" 
Oh, <laughs> I don't remember it exact. I do remember that he got pissed. <laughs> you're gonna, you, you gotta ask Steger that. I can't remember. Uh, I don't think, I don't think it was Steger who said it. Who the fuck said that? Might have been Troy Brower. Okay. It might have been Brow. Uh, I, I don't, I, I can't remember, but he got pissed and he stormed out of that one. Because wasn't everyone like I heard? I think I heard laughing their ass off. Dying. Everybody's dying, and he just hated it. <laughs> and he's like trying to explain something or something, and 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 he obviously like French people sometimes they talk really fast, and he can't really understand what he's saying. You can't understand him. <laughs> so everyone's like, "All right, Jelly, can you repeat that?" <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, he's great. Oh, that's awesome. So yeah, I mean, and and then last year you end up in Wilkes-Barre. Um, I know you never got into any games with the Penguins, but like, was that pretty fun to play like with the team you grew up watching, their affiliate at least? Yeah, that was awesome. Um, and then like now I'm just like, hey, I'd rather be closer to home and with the family and everything and three kids. So I got opportunity to go in the trial with the Pens, sign at Wilkes, and. Uh, it was great. I mean, that town's kind of old and dead. Yeah. Uh, being in that organization and just being around all of it, it's pretty cool. Just because, I, like you said, I got to grow up and watch all of it. That's yeah. That's that's sweet. I mean, I wish you would have got a game or two just for. But you would have got a preseason game, I guess, wouldn't you? Yeah. 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 I played preseason, so. And not the. I mean, close enough. Yeah, it could have been better, but like it could have been worse too, right? So yeah, I gotta I gotta put the jersey on. So it's yeah, enough. that's cool. Yeah, that's that's pretty cool to say. Um, and then this year, you so you go on a PTO, basically almost make the Rangers, right? Like it was between yeah. Ben Harper, right? Was well, it? Well, no. So I played there. I played all the camp, played all the games. Um, then right at the end of camp, they put all their guys on waivers. Tenorti, who was my main competition, gets claimed. Right. And I was like, all right, so I'll probably sign a deal and whatever. Um, and then they call me and they're like, hey, we want you to go to a trial with Hartford. Just stay on that while we figure some things out. And I was just like, well, it's, the fuck are you going to figure out? Like, I played whatever. You know who I am. I want to go home for a week or two. I haven't seen a wife and kids for a month. Yeah. So I have no idea what's going to happen this year. If I go on this trial, how much longer it's going to be, you know. Yeah, like it's pain. It's painful. Oh, for so sure. I just said, yeah. So I just said, I'll go home. Call me when you figure your stuff out. Take two days, a week, whatever. And then that next day, they brought in Harper, and and so, you know, the rest was history. But uh, I just, you know, I just said, fuck it, I'm done. I'm not, I'm not sitting on another tryout. So I just went yeah. home and stayed in shape and waited for whatever was next. And, and that's when you got the try. Was it a tryout with Rochester? Yeah, it was just a just a tryout there. They called me and needed some players. And uh um, so I just went and played for them and then signed a deal with them. I you know what's crazy is I didn't even think that when we were talking about Buffalo and Boston, the year with I completely forgot the year with Buffalo's affiliate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why that's why I said I've seen Buffalo play a lot more. Yeah. And man, they're the most exciting team to watch in the league right now. Like they are sick to watch. That Tage Thompson's unbelievable. Sick. And, man, unbelievable. I, I'm biased, but, like, he he played in Lethbridge, so I'm a huge Dylan Cousins fan. And, like, I think he is, like, because of what Tage Thompson's doing this year, he's being so underrated. Like 100%. 100%. Like, no one's talking about him because 
Tage Thompson's been lighting the world on fire, but like Cousins is almost point a game as a second line center. Like 100, I think he just signed a deal too this year, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah. And they, those two locked up like long term at like 15 million, which is going like to be the best. Like Thompson's is the best contract maybe in NHL history, but oh, it's going to be like, if he keeps like, going the way he is, it's going to be sick. They got their. They just they're. I just think they're still a few pieces away, but yeah. they're close. They're close. I I would agree. I think yeah, like they could use a DMR too. I mean, I totally understand why they haven't made those trades yet. They feel like this. It's great that they're in a competition for a playoff spot right now, and yeah. they want to wait. I mean, those guys are still young. Like maybe not oh, Thompson. Yeah. Like he's hitting his prime now, but like Cousins is only like twenty one, twenty two. Jack on Paterka, like. They'll and be good for years. The guys in the minors with you too. A lot of those guys keep getting better too. So they're 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 gonna be good. Who who do you so who's in the Myers with you where you're like this guy's gonna play maybe even next year and you're like this guy's sick? Uh the team is so goddamn young. Like we had we had four guys to start the year that were under 20 years old. Like we had two 18-year-olds. I mean, I've never seen anything like it. Euros, right? Um, Euros, yeah, two of them. So there's a, I guess you say his name Rosine. It's spelled Rosen. Yeah, Swedish yeah. kid. He's gonna be good. And then Kulik, who's a Czech kid. Yeah, they're both 18 year olds, but they're they're gonna be good once they figure. Once it clicks, and you could see it sometimes this year, just in their game and how they play. Once it actually clicks, they're gonna be really freaking good. Yeah, uh, they got. But they're like they're they're like eight. They just turned nineteen or twenty years old. You know, it's like you think like I think where I was then, and I was going to school to be an engineer. You know, it's like it's like, and they're playing pro hockey. It's it's crazy to think about. Yeah, that is that's nuts. Yeah, and I I always say like I I heard a few people just in my some of my hockey circles I talk, and they're like. How's Buffalo Buffalo gonna screw this one up? Like, because they screw, yeah. <laughs> they're like with Eichel and because Eichel they, I mean they kind of messed it up or whatever. I think the end all be all was probably Ralph Kruger with, yeah. with the young group that they had back then. But like it it uh, it really like there's I don't think there's any way they can like there's no way this team's gonna continue to miss the playoffs. Like they are way too talented. And they probably still have some of the best organizational depth in the league, if not the best. It'd be really, really tough to mess this up. I mean, yeah. it, it within five years, if they're not there by the end of the year, it'd be it'd be incredible to yeah. me. Just just seeing what they have and how close they are. I mean, they're close. Yeah, they are. What's it what's it like being an older guy and knowing that like you're probably not getting called up at least this year. I mean, maybe next year, yeah. who knows what'll happen, but um, what's it like being an older guy and just being relied upon as a leader? Uh, I, you know, I've kind of moved into it and it's, it's kind of fun because you get a, uh, help the young kids. And I don't know if I'm giving them good advice or not, but, <laughs> but they have to listen to me. Right. So it's uh, no, it's good. Cause you kind of, you get to know, you get to know the coaches a lot better too. And uh, kind of what vision they have and then what they have for planned and all that crap that you didn't know before. And um, just, 
with the younger waves of players, they, they all know how to skate and stick handle and all that. Like, you know, just the heavy grits gone. So just teaching them more of the playoff style and, you know, not just, just like basically who wants it more. Yeah. You know, just playing harder, just trying to get them to do that. And, you know, once, like I said, those kids, like when you see them do it, you kind of feel proud, almost like a parent. You're like, holy <laughs> shit, they're, they're fucking doing it. Like, so it's, it's kind of cool in that aspect. That and, is cool. Yeah. You know, you teach them how to win and, and how much fun it is and, and just the competitive atmosphere. So I, it's kind of fun. Uh, it's funny you say that, like they all can skate, handle and skate. Cause you know who, well, he's a coach now, Matt Stajan. So like yeah, talking to him, like he's an assistant coach of the Calgary hip and now, and he's like, it's hard because everyone wants to be a skill guy. They all want to be a power play guy now. No one wants to grind and play those 10 minutes where it's like, I just want to go in the corner and ram some. Yeah. There were guys back when you were growing up that they loved that. Like that was oh, like, yeah. that was like their, I don't, I can't think of the word, but like they just, that was their glory moment. They just wanted to get on the ice and run someone over for 10 minutes or 10. And minutes. it was, it was, it was more often, almost more often than not that there were, more of those players than just the skill guys, you know? Yeah. So it's just, it's just on a full 180. And now you got to, you know, it, I mean, you look at the trade deadline and there were a couple big trades, but the other guys that were picked up were all just hard nosed guys. Yeah. Sandpaper, right? Yeah. That's all you need. I mean, that's what everybody wants to play off. So it's kind of like getting these kids to do that. Cause when you're not, you're not going to score every single fucking night, you're not going to, you know, be the guy every night. So you got to have something else to bring. It's getting them to do yeah. that. That is very true. And um, I guess like, how do you guys have a pretty good team in Rochester? I haven't even looked at the standings lately. Yeah, we're kind of, we're kind of up and down a little bit. Um, we're starting to play really well. Uh, spot? Yeah, we're in a playoff spot, but they changed the fucking playoff format. So there's like that, playing series i think like 10 teams make it in or something from oh. each conference so it's it's crazy oh is it like, like 10 8 9 play each other in the winter something, something like that there's like a three game playing series and then three series and then the finals so there's i think there's technically like five playoff series or something okay i don't know they changed it last year but yeah we, yeah like we got we got a we got a good team that's good. No, that's great. I mean, yeah, you guys got good young pieces with Roseanne and Kulik and yeah. that Bureau kid's lighting it up. How old is he? Yeah, is he's good. Is he he's older? Younger? I Well, older for our team, but he's younger. Okay. He's a good player. Yeah, he's an Alberta boy, isn't he? I don't know. I don't know. I don't, th I don't know if he is, but I, I just I, I just saw him on your leading scores. That's, that's how I... He's really good. Huh. And, and then, like... Do you plan on, do you want to keep playing? I know you're almost, are you 35 yet or turning 35? I'll be 35 this year. Okay. So when, um, do you have plans? Like, do you want to keep playing after this year? Or you haven't decided yet or? I have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're taking it one day at a time. Here. That's totally fair. <laughs> when you got three young kids too, they take up time and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, do you want to get into coaching now that you're a leader? Do you kind of like that aspect or you're not sure yet? Yeah, I wouldn't mind coaching. I just, I don't know. It, it yeah. depends. Depends on who who's it with and where it is. Right. Because you know, you know, like I like I don't like being around the wishy washy. You know, we're not trying to win. We want to, you know, 
whatever. Yeah. Just not not competitive. It just it it's just not fun. So no. it it depends. Yeah, and I think there's a difference. Like you can be a um you can be like a team that's up and coming and like Buffalo, who like, yeah, they've had a couple like when once they trade Eichel, you knew what the plan was. It was like Yeah. They're not gonna be horrific, but they're gonna be young rebuilding. I would say this year they actually maybe leapfrogged a couple steps or a step maybe and who knows what will happen down the road but like it, i think the way they're going it's entertaining and would be a fun environment to coach in but like there's teams like chicago where like or arizona arizona i would say is a prime example they've been bad for a while now and it's like they have like 40 mil in ltir cap space right now and yeah. ltir money it's like they're not going to, they're literally trying to suck until they're going to have a new building if they ever have a new building. So it's like that, like an environment like that. Yeah. They have some pieces, but that would not be a fun place to go. I don't know. And that's way different than Buffalo. Like Buffalo, at least there's, there's at least a vision. It's like, we're not going to win this year, but we got to build for it because we got all the pieces we need here. We're looking for a few others, but at least we have, you know, we can build for it, you know? Like you're saying, Arizona, it's just a mess. Yeah. Like what, like, what the fuck are you doing? You know. Yeah. Like, they, like I said, they got a couple good young pieces. I think that Cooley's going to be a stud, but like, they just like. He's a Pittsburgh guy. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Huh. Yeah. You skate with him sometimes, then? Yeah, he wasn't around a lot this summer. Um, and well, this would have been the first summer we saw him. He skated a few times. His huh. brother, his brother played at plays at Ohio State. He skated with us the whole summer. Okay. Yeah. Nice. So I, yeah, I didn't know he's a Pittsburgh guy. Um but yeah, like Arizona, great place to live. But yeah, when you're if like you said, what you're looking for in a coaching opportunity, if you ever go down that path, is like that's not organizational wise, that's not what you want to no. push towards, right? Like no. So well Matt, I mean, holy shit, we went a long time and I <laughs> Sorry, I took some of your time because I know your kids oh, are you're good on their nap. But man, I had a blast with you. You're you're one of a kind. You're one of the funniest guys I've ever met. Like, oh, yeah. and you were you were telling me before you're like, oh, I hate interviews. And I hate hate talking. Yeah. Like, like, man, like you know, just be yourself. You'll be fine. And you're. I think the beers help. So. I <laughs> <laughs> love that you had a beer too. That's great. Yeah. Hopefully, the coach, if you see, hopefully your coach, if he sees, uh. I know he's seeing this podcast, but if he ever sees it, he's like, oh, shit, Bartoski had a beer. <laughs> uh, he won't give a shit. He might like it more than I do. Okay, who's your coach? <laughs> Seth Appert. Okay, I don't know if I've heard that name before. He he was a college coach mainly, so you probably wouldn't have heard him. He's awesome, though. And who's your assistant? Mike Weber. Yeah. Also from Pittsburgh. He played in Buffalo, and then Mike Peckham. Oh, wow, that's yeah. Pretty cool guys. Too. Oh, we got a we, we got a great coaching staff. You're basically like the plague assistant. That hey, you're like that. pretty. Yeah, I'm like Reg Dunlop. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Are you the oldest guy on your team? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's that's great. That's that's gotta be fun. I mean, you probably hang out with the coaches more than you do. <laughs> yeah well no we we have some older guys so i can hang out with them okay <laughs> but, well, yeah, closer, closer in age it would be them yeah Davo was there yeah he went to sweden actually yeah i saw that yeah that whirlwind year <laughs> oh my god he was everywhere yeah he was more places than me 
<laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy. Oh man, I'll have him on at some point too. He'll yeah, you got to get him some, on. He'll have to tell me some bark stories. <laughs> oh dear God. <laughs> oh man, okay, I'll let you go. It was so great chatting with you, man, and uh, we'll try and get that golf trip together one of these days. Yeah, that'd be sick. Yeah, you got. I mean, you, you got a little deeper pockets than I do, so you might have to come golf out here, and I'll get you. No, on. I got three kids though; they're not that deep. We'll we'll get Steger to set it up. He can <laughs> fucking fly us somewhere. Sounds good, buddy. We'll okay. chat, dude. All right, see you, buddy.